A reading from the book of Genesis. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. But Jacob said to his mother Rebekah, Look, my brother Esau is a hairy man, and I am a man of smooth skin. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be mocking him, and bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. His mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my word and go. Get them for me. So he went and got them and brought them to his mother. And his mother prepared savory food such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the best garments of her elder son, Esau, which were with her in the house, and she put them on her younger son, Jacob. And she put the skins of the kids on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck, Then she handed the savory food and the bread that she had prepared to her son Jacob. So he went to his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father. I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you've told me. Now sit up and eat of my game so that you may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? He answered, Because the Lord your God granted me success. Then Isaac said to Jacob, Come near, that I may feel you, my son, to know whether you are really my son Esau or not. He did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands, so he blessed him. He said, Are you really my son Esau? He answered, I am. Then he said, Bring it to me, that I may eat of my son's game and bless you. So he brought it to him, and he ate. And he brought him wine, and he drank. And his father Isaac said to him, Come near me and kiss me, my son. So he came near and kissed him. And he smelled the smell of his garments and blessed him and said, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you the dew of heaven and of the fatness of the earth and plenty of grain and wine. Let people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you. And blessed be everyone who blesses you. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, when Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of his brother Isaac, his brother Esau came in from his hunting. The word of God. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord. Amen. I had asked for that last hymn because it speaks to me, because in one of my iterations of life, I was a potter, haven't done it for a while, still have my wheel, but the whole image of the potter sitting at the wheel, making the clay, reminds me always of God's creation of humankind. So this morning, we're going to do a little review of a lot of ancient history. Are you ready? So let's go back all the way to creation. A while ago, right? And as we look back and we see God's creation of the earth and the creation of all that exists, including the animals, And God blesses all of that and says it is good. 
And he says, be fruitful and multiply. It is good. Be fruitful and multiply. It is a blessing. And this morning I thought we would look at both that early part of the scripture as well as this story, which is a very long story. We only gave you a very short glimpse of the story of Esau and Jacob and his father, Isaac. Just to kind of get your, whet your appetite to go back and maybe read some more. You may recall that Abram, whom you may know and remember as Abraham, was originally named Abram by his parents. And it was God who named him Abraham, changed his name. It was a sign of both the commitment on the God's apart in terms of a promise that he had given Abraham, as well as a change in who Abraham was and who he could become. You may remember that portion of the story where Abram was a very old man and he was living comfortably with his family in Canaan. And suddenly God comes to him and says, pick up everything and go. For I will make you the father of a great nation. And Abram's first comment is, well, wait a minute. My wife and I do not have a son. So we can't be the father, I can't be the father of a great nation. And God says, guess what? He's, according to the scripture, 75 years old. Well, most of us know we are not going to be fathering any children at 75. And who knows exactly how old he was and based on what calendar. But he was an old man and certainly was not looked upon as being potential for having a child. And his wife was equally elderly. And God says to him, you're going to be a father of a nation, and I want you to pick up and move. Now, I want a hand of all of you who are, whether you're 75 or 35, willing to just suddenly pick up and move on a big, long journey. Oh, there's one. Hey, we got two. All right. For most of us, picking up and uprooting ourselves from what we are most used to, and especially when we have reached a certain age, it is rather difficult to do. And we're most, most reluctant, because what we're thinking about is three days of 18-hole golf, many days of relaxing by the swimming pool and eating ice cream and enjoying life with the grandkids, if possible. Right? And the thought of going anywhere in those days was big work. You had to carry everything with you. They didn't have a big truck or trailer. They didn't have a big motorhome to go anywhere. So it was a major task. And not only a major task for any one individual family, it was a major task because he was to invite his family to go with him. Tried to get all your family to go somewhere? Just trying to get my three kids and their spouses together is a challenge, let me tell you. So this 
blessing that is given to Abram changes not only Abram, but his family and the future of the people of Jewish faith. And I looked up this word blessing because I really had some struggles with the word blessing. And I looked it up in the Webster Dictionary, and it's not a really good definition as far as I was concerned. So I went to my brothers of the Jewish faith to look and see what is a blessing as they perceived it. And it's really divided into two parts. There is the giver of the blessing, and there is the receiver of the blessing. And it is a gift that one gives to someone else. It is not expected. It is one that is freely given from the giver. And it has to do with an expression of aspiration, of hope, of future for the one who is to receive it. It is one of connection and often done with a touch of hand on the one who is receiving by the one who is giving the blessing. It is a gift that is perceived in the person who is getting the gift of blessing as a yearning. It's an affirmation of the qualities and abilities of that person and the potential of that person as seen by God and by others. The word blessing is mentioned 135 times in the Old and New Testament. So we ought to dig in a little bit about this. So we've talked about creation, but let's get on with Jacob and Esau. So Abram, as you recall, becomes Abraham, and he does have a child, supposedly at 99, and his wife somewhere around the same age. Hard to imagine. And they have to raise this child, and they name this child Isaac. And you may remember the story, and I won't go into great detail, but they, Abram, Abraham becomes asked by God to sacrifice Isaac. And he goes all the way up to the point where he raises the knife, and an angel comes and stops him from sacrificing him. It was a test that God put him to. So this Isaac, his son, is the continuation of the covenant between God and and Abram. And Isaac has two boys, twins, with his wife, Rebekah. And Rebekah is a very uh, smart woman. And she watches her boys. By the way, Esau is firstborn. And in those days, firstborns got everything, right? And Jacob was born second, holding on to the ankles of his brother Esau. Interesting image. And mom, Rebecca, remembers that Isaac, excuse me, Esau and Jacob were often having difficulties in the womb. So she knew that there was going to be tension between these two in her mind. And so it's towards the end of Isaac's life. And he is getting to the place where he is blind and he wants to pass on the blessing of his history 
and his tradition and the covenant. And of course, there's sort of this natural order and presumed order that the firstborn. But then there's Rebecca who knows her children better than Isaac. And Rebecca sees that Esau, the firstborn, is one who loves to be the hunter. Nothing against hunting, but she sees him not as smart, nor necessarily being one who could lead his people and a great nation. And so she plots with Jacob to take away the birthright because Jacob is one who is a shepherd and he is one who studies the Torah regularly, the Bible, in their day. So she knows that Jacob will be the one who can lead his people. He could be the priestly leader. And she knows Esau could be a great one who could help because he could be like the great warrior. But that Jacob needs to lead, otherwise Esau might lead the people in the wrong way. So she conspires. But there's a little side story which is kind of interesting because Esau comes in from a great hunt and he's very hungry And he hasn't eaten for several days. And he comes into the house, or the tent, and he smells the food that Jacob has cooked. And he says to Jacob, can I have some food? And Jacob, being the smart one, says, sure, if you give me your birthright. And Esau says, okay, all right. So he eats the food. And the end of the story. But here now is the final moments when Isaac is going to pass on his birthright, his blessing. And so Jacob and his mother, Rebekah, organize the whole story that he's going to be like his brother Esau and be covered with the kid sheep uh, fur so that he feels like his brother. And then he comes and he brings the food. They plot and manage to get Esau to go out and get some food while they come in and bring to him, Isaac, the food that he has requested. And he gives his blessing, even though he has some doubts whether or not this is really Esau. And the story goes that then Jacob quickly leaves the home and goes and travels to be with Rebekah's brother Laban where he will learn how to be a true leader from his uh, uncle but there's a blessing there and there comes another blessing and that is when Jacob is returning home he goes to sleep now this is not my idea of great fun when I want to go sleep, is he puts his head on a rock. Who wouldn't have bad dreams? But this bad dream turns out to be a really good dream because he imagines a ladder that goes up to heaven and angels coming down and going up. 
And in the midst of the dream, he gets into a struggle with one of the angels, and it turns out to be God. And because God is struggling and he's struggling with God, that God changes his name and says, you will become Ethriel, where we get Israel, his name, and the people of Israel. It is a blessing that God gives him to be the leader of his people. And so he goes to see his brother Esau, who has hated him and wanted to kill him. But when he saw God in his dream, he changed, uh, Jacob changed. And when he greeted his brother, he said to Esau, I see the face of God in you. And immediately, Esau's hate drained from him. And they became a pair working together to formulate the history of the Jewish people. So these blessings can happen in our lives. God can bless us and has blessed us. If we stop and take a moment, in fact, I would even invite you if you have pencil, you certainly have paper there with you, your bulletin, you might take it out and start listening and thinking in your own heart and mind, where are the places that you have been blessed? Perhaps you can think about your own family, your parents, your brothers and sisters. Maybe they weren't necessarily the nicest ones at times, but they also blessed you in some ways, maybe helped you to grow up to be a better person. Stop and think about your teachers, your playmates, your classmates. Who are the people that touched you in your life? Whether it be aunts and uncles, whether it's that one teacher who saw something in you and helped you in that process, drew you out, who was that? How did that make a difference in your life? And I'm sure it may not have been a teacher. It could have been lots of people in your life. Think about today, who you're with in your own family. Whether it's children, grandchildren, friends, co-workers. And as you think about these people, can you think about how you could be grateful for all that they have done for you and seen in you? And how they blessed you with their time, their energy, their aspirations for what you can be in your life that helped you to get to be where you are today. These are the people who gave you blessings. And we need to be thankful for them. And as we are grateful, we need to be reminded that we too can be a blessing. That as we go through our lives today and on through the rest of this week and year, where are we becoming a blessing for someone else? There are lots of places we can begin, in our own family, with our friends, with our church. Oh, I love, they, they gave me the wrong Sunday to preach, you know, 
Next Sunday sounds like a much better Sunday. Sunday? Ooh, man. Sunday, Sunday. I like that. How about being a part of that? Scooping ice cream. But as you scoop the ice cream, thinking about the children that you're serving it to, or the adults, and how what you can see in them and encourage them to do with their lives. As you think about if you're working still, the people that you work with, seeing within them something that is there, if you will, the face of God, and how you could challenge them to see that in themselves. And maybe even somebody who is that grumpy person who you have a hard time getting along with, none of you have that in your lives, I know. But seeing in them something that God has put in them that you can lift up for them so that they can see within themselves and in their life the possibility of being a blessing to others that are around them. It is a circle. It keeps coming back. As we offer it out, it comes back to us. And in that circle, there is one other that we may not see and may often forget. It is God who offers to us the vision to see the face of God in others. It is God who enables us to see that which is good within others and to share that with them that lifts their spirits and gives them a sense of pride and joy of the gift of life. We all know this, I'm sure. But there is not a moment that we live that is not a gift. Hold your breath. For how long can you hold your breath? That breath is a gift. You cannot make it or force it. It is a gift freely given to you. That life, no matter how long, no matter how short, as a gift from God. Can you too be a giver? Can you be a giver of blessing? The challenge this morning in the gospel and in the Old Testament is to be a giver of love and blessing to all who surround us. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Sometimes, O oh Lord, we just get caught up in our old negativity. Things ain't going so well, maybe. But if we really take time to sort out our own lives and realize that there are many who hurt, And if we're willing to share a joy of giving a blessing to another, what joy that would bring to us and to all the people around them. We give you thanks for this life. 
that has been generated since the beginning of time. We thank you as potter who have molded us to be who we are today. We ask that we might be thankful each and every day for all the blessings you and others give us. Amen. As we go forth from this place, I point out my stole. It says, celebrate. We so often forget that the gospel is about celebration, about the joy of life. And as we go forth from this place, let us be a blessing of joy, of kindness, of humor. Go forth. Celebrate life. It is your gift. Use it well. Go in peace and go with the gift of God. Amen. listening to this podcast of the First United Methodist Church in Turlock, California. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons non-commercial share-alike license. For more information about our church, visit www.fumcturlock.org or call the church at 209-668-3000. Visitors are always welcome. And now, may the peace of the Lord dwell in your hearts this day. And may God bless you.